and welcome to season three of I've Never Seen the OC. We are on season three, episode one, The Aftermath. Well, you may have noticed from that introduction that we have a new co-host. We do. I'm Jane and I have seen the OC. She has indeed. I'm Heather and I have never seen the OC. If you're listening to this like, oh my God, what have they done with Kelly? <laughs> um, there is a bonus episode that you can go back and listen to that gives you all of the ins and outs. Uh, but the top line is she's effed off to Portland and left us. She's dead to me. She's not dead to me, but she kind of is. So... The whole premise of this podcast is that we are re-watching the OC episode by episode for basically for Jane to relive it and lots of you lovely listeners to relive it and for people like me who have that cultural blind spot of the OC to finally get up to date with what happens in Newport Beach. Um, we were talking about this in the bonus episode, Jane, like what happened last time because I was like, oh God, I need to think about what I'm going to say. When I was writing it down, I was like, a lot happened last time. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty nuts. It was pretty insane. So, so let's set the scene. End of season two. Caleb died, didn't he? We had the funeral, which I got overly emotional. Yep. <laughs> um, Kirsten's alcoholism really spiralled um, and she got sent to rehab. Uh, and then, you know, Marissa shot Trey. Yeah. Uh, oh, and most importantly, Julie and Jimmy are back together. They are. The only yeah. story I'm about. <laughs> um, should we just dive right in? Do you have any... Uh, any other business you want to attend to before we go? Nope. Sounds good. Happy to be here. <laughs> Just yeah. happy to be invited. <laughs> uh, okay. So when I was doing some research for this episode, because, you know, you're new and I wanted to impress you, this will not <laughs> last for very long. Um, I was like, I found this like Australian trailer for season three. And I was like, oh, great, I'll watch that. Hopefully it's like a little recap of what happened. And I started watching it. And it was bloody fan fiction. It wasn't real. Oh, no. Some, <laughs> no. So somebody had edited it to look like it was Ryan that had been shot, that Marissa had shot Ryan. And they'd like re-edited loads of clips and like put new audio and like put the, the voices in the wrong. Like it was honestly, I was like, what is this? Like it was insane. Can we get them on the That's podcast? I know. Let's follow up and be like, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Down this road? 15 years ago. God. Um, but I suppose, like, see, when it came out, do you remember having to wait between season two and season three? I don't remember. Well, obviously I would have had to, but <laughs> I meant to tell you this the other day when we were doing the bonus episode. So I was at school when this was out and I remember being in sixth year. So, you know, in sixth year, you've got a little bit more time, free periods and stuff. So I spent a lot of time in the library and we had this like really cool librarian, so like quite young into like decent movies and stuff, music. And I remember like saying, Oh, I've been watching the OC, and she's like, Oh my god, I watch the OC. So then we used to like chat about it all the time. But she used to watch it in American time because she <gasps> would download um obviously legally, Naughty. you know. Um them. So then she started putting them onto like desks for me and she'd like bring them into school and I'd go like go into school on a Monday and get the episode. And yeah, we'd be like watching what a cool librarian. Yeah. But then like I went to uni and she would like give it to my little brother because like season 
um, four of us oh being in uni. So I'd be like watching it in advance via the school librarian. So didn't have to wait too long, you know. That is, I am shocked. That is so good. That feels like it's out of a movie itself. It's insane. <laughs> no, I remember when we did the live episode, which you can go back and listen to for the end of season two, there was a lot of chat of people being like, I can't believe they left it hanging like that. And we had to wait so long for the, the next one. But luckily, I only had to wait a month, which was quite nice. Anyway, it starts right away. I didn't expect this. We're yeah. in the hospital. It's like trees getting really brushed am. in. It's like uh, it's like an episode of ER. It's all very exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much straight on from the scene. Yeah, we've got Marissa being questioned. Yeah, and you've got that doctor being like, "Someone needs to look at that kid." Because obviously <laughs> Ryan has been like horrifically beaten up, and then the police guy is like, "Right after we've done talking to him, I'm like." Just get the guy an ice pack at least. Come on, save that little face. Um, but you also, it was really well done because it was quite echoey. Like the sound was quite yeah. distant. Like it was like, I don't, have you ever fainted? Yeah, a couple of times. So like, you know how when you're going to faint and everything goes like a bit echoey and you're just like, what? It's exactly, it sounds like that. So if you've not fainted, listen to that scene. And that's, a little, <laughs> that's, that's how it goes down. No, that's a good analysis. But yeah, no, it was, it was well, I thought this bit was very well shot. Good job, guys. Yeah, enjoyed, enjoyed. Yeah, and then obviously it's a dream sequence as he wakes up with no bruises. And I thought Seth and Ryan both had really good hair in the sequence. Looks so like back to school haircuts. Yeah, it was very back to school haircuts, wasn't it? I also love the fact that Seth just magically knocks on the door at the exact time that Ryan has just woken up. Like, when does that <laughs> ever happen? But sure. Yeah, so it's like... We're kind of getting the vibe that like a month or so has passed. Yeah. Some time has passed. And it was a dream and the lawyer is on his way over to... I So I thought the lawyer was on his way over to like help. But as it divulges, that is not what's happening. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Do you want to talk about Marissa and Summer at the pool before we talk about the lawyer? Yeah, let's... uh, I love the fact it was the exact same as the opener for season two. Yeah. Yeah. But new bikinis. Yeah, very like naughty's bikinis. Like Marissa's was like really cute, but had like a huge hole, like oval in the middle. It doesn't yeah. really. <laughs> it was so. Weird. Do you know though? Loads of like loads of swimming costumes have that now, like yeah, that like cut out effect. And I'm like, why would I want like a cut out for someone to see my belly? Like, yeah, that's it's so weird. <laughs> it's very like they were ahead of the Love Island times. Yes, there was also a, it had loads of little love hearts on it, a la that awful top from like season one that I absolutely <laughs> hated, with like the love hearts going across the shoulder. Yeah, let's not bring it up. I'll just get upset. <laughs> I did like their braids though; they were very cute. It was cute. Yeah, I feel like all of them have had like a holiday and they're coming back looking fresh. Yeah, definitely. But this is where we find out that it's manslaughter, so they're not getting done for attempted murder. Okay. It's manslaughter, and um. Summer says this line which is so funny that's like um oh I didn't think manslaughter manslaughter would be on the list for this year which is like the peak 2020 <laughs> statement isn't it it's like how many conversations have you had that like god imagine this time last year would yeah. you have thought any of this would have happened like I've had that conversation like 20 <laughs> times this week very relevant very relevant and I loved how as well she was saying like Oh, it's just like a little bit weird of Ryan now. Like, there's just always an, like an elephant in the room. It's like, you shot his brother. <laughs> there's no <laughs> elephant yeah. love. You shot his sibling. <laughs> and just, she's like, I just, I, that wouldn't help me sleep at night. I shot someone. Oh. 
<laughs> to be fair though, I think if I'd shot someone, I'd probably need a, a couple of little Valium or something. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's just, it's like, you know, you've got the backdrop of like the mansion and they're just, yeah. yeah it's very well set up. But this is also where we find out that Trey's in a coma. Like, they've kind of left that until yeah. what, like the third scene, the second scene of the, the show. And then they're kind of debating like if he wakes up. Anyway, onwards. Yep. So we've got Sandy. Did you notice this? So Sandy's making like coffee for the DA guy, but in like a thermos mug. Like what? No. <laughs> Do you think yeah. he brought his own keep cup? No, I really don't know. Like ahead of the times again. But just gives him this like massive like thermos. And he's like, yeah, to sit at a just table. So environmentally <laughs> friendly. Yeah. Um no, I did. I did not notice that, but valid, valid point. Uh, but this is where like the DA is, like the DA guy is going in hard. He's basically like, "Yeah, we're coming for Ryan. We don't care about Marissa. It's not believable that Marissa would have done this." It's insane. Like, can you imagine that that goes to like court? So you've got both conscious witnesses are like saying the same thing, but he's yeah. hoping to convince the jury based on like Ryan's background, despite the fact that Marissa's like, "Yeah, well, he tried to rape me." Yeah, it's bonkers. I mean, the American justice system. I feel that's. <laughs> um, but there was a really lush transition from this scene into the next scene, oh, where yeah. the DA guy is like, um, "So where is your wife?" And then you just hear her, and it cuts to the rehab thing, being like, "My name is Kirsten, and I'm an alcoholic." I did seamless. It was a seamless transition. It's glorious. But she also looks great. She looks like she's had a couple of spa days. She, she looks, does. Her hair looks, looks really good. <laughs> a sentence I don't think Kerry ever said in the first two series <laughs> it's all changed guys Kirsten's hair looks great we're, we're ready um, but this is where they're like she's the model patient and the doctor's very much setting it up that she is ready to go home yeah. she's, she's good she needs a sponsor get out of here kid you're good yeah although what I thought they were like sitting they're like yeah you're the model patient and then she's like yeah, except for so-and-so who's, like, fleecing me at poker. And I'm like, why are they playing poker in AA? Surely, like, these sort of Addi- forms of addiction. Another addictive yeah. thing, yeah. I mean, we know continuity is not yeah, their strong really suit. Yeah, it's really not. So. <laughs> so, yeah, back, like, we, we chop back a lot to the DA recording the story with um, with the kids, with the the core four. Um and this seems like literally just flip-flopping between Seth and Ryan. And I was kind of expecting them to have come up with a lie because especially at the end of season two, um, when they come like running in, we talked about it a lot that they were like, yeah. oh, they need to kind of set their story straight. And then at the start of this episode, Ryan says, don't talk to them, don't tell them anything, which yeah. makes you think, like, I don't know. I just, and then when you hear both Seth and Ryan tell the story and it's like, no, that is, actually what happened i just i wasn't expecting that i was expecting some hijinks of some sort yeah and i also thought like the da's sort of line of questioning was so mental and i'm guessing sandy's supposed to be their lawyer that just sort of stands there and i'm like i don't really know how this works but it just seemed a bit bizarre yeah well i didn't get that either because at the end of this episode sandy's like oh i'm your lawyer and your guardian but then he's not really doing much in here yeah um, but yeah, Ryan's fingerprints are on the gun, which seems to be the the main point of what they're saying. But then, surely, like, right, I'm no fingerprints expert, but if he picked up the gun 
to put the safety on it. I don't quite know what that means. Yeah, me neither. But surely his finger wasn't on the trigger to put the safety on. Yeah, I have no idea how that worked. But then I felt that sort of by him saying that suggests that he has gun experience. So sort of incriminated them further, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we don't have the gun experience no. to back this storyline up, I'm afraid. Um, the really interesting thing, though, was when they asked Seth, like, why did you call Marissa to try and stop him? And I was like, that is a valid point. Why was Ryan going there if not to kick his brother's ass? I mean, was he wanting to kill him? Yeah, Maybe. I think Seth and Summer should get an inciting violence charge because they knew what was going to go down. Exactly. And they told him it was their <laughs> fault. If Seth had just kept his bloody mouth shut, we would have been fine. Shall we head over to the Cooper Nichols? Yes. Nichols Coopers? Yes. Cooper Nichols. But yes, nice sort of panning over the OC, Jimmy and Julie. And then she opens with like, what kind of food do you think prosecutors like? Yeah, and what was it that she says an amazing line that's like, um, does this look like the outfit yeah. of uh, a mother to an innocent daughter? Yeah. I was like, yeah, Julie, you look great. Yeah, and like you're all in black, but yeah. Isn't it funny though, like when serious things come up like that, that like I think so much about my outfit for things. Like I had jury duty once and I was like, do I look respectable? Is this what oh, like a, yeah. a normal respectable person wears? Like so much so much it's like when you wear a outfit to a job interview and you're like you're never that fancy for work ever again once you get the job <laughs> I never wear a shirt but here I am wearing a shirt I foolishly I had a job interview a couple of months ago and um, I foolishly wore a full leather shirt Bearing in mind it was on Zoom, so like I could have worn whatever I wanted, but I wore a full leather shirt and honestly about ten minutes in oh, no. the sweat was dripping down my body. Like it was just it was so hot. And I could feel my face, like because I'm quite fair, like I could feel my face going redder, redder. and redder. No. I was just like, this is not so guys, a piece of life advice from me to you. Full leather shirts for a job interview is not the one. No, definitely not. not. <laughs> Um, but then oh, when she says as well, like to Jimmy, she's like, the last thing we need is her admitting to the DA that she saw, shot someone. And it's like, eh, she did. <laughs> I actually, I mean, we all know that I love Jimmy. Like, I love Jimmy so much. But he is just like the consummate voice of reason in this episode. Because yeah. she says that. She's like, oh, we don't want them thinking that. And he's like, but she's already she's already said that. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? But you can also see him just like, well, here we go. Classic Julie. She's going to blame <laughs> Ryan for murder. Like, yeah. She's at it again. Um, there was something else that, like, she was like, we just want to go back to normal. I just want to go back to normal. And then he lists everything yeah. that's happened to them in the last two seasons. She's like, things were fine before Ryan got here. And he's like, yeah, me going bankrupt, nearly going to jail. Like, you married Caleb. And then he Caleb died. died. But he like, says he's like. Then he died in a pool. <laughs> oh, Craig bless Jimmy Cooper. Yeah. Bless his cotton socks. A post depot dip, post deposition dip. Now, things in lockdown that we miss. So, just for you know, explaining the situation here in Scotland, we are back in lockdown as Ugh. of Boxing Day midnight. Christmas Eve into Boxing Day where we're back in lockdown and I have actually been thinking like you know trying to be grateful what am I happy with what's good and the one thing I cannot get out of my head is how desperate I am to go swimming really like I think about it most days you could go um, open water swimming in December in Scotland people are, are doing it yeah like up in like um, Mugdud Park which is 
would be in your like no, no. in my catchment yeah um, I think I'd rather not think so I'd rather yeah. just like lie in the bath and just like that, that's the same it. right yeah <laughs> um yeah no this just made it really rubbed it in more that I was like you've got a pool right there guys like Mm -hmm. Ryan why are you not in that pool come on now yeah so then we've got back to the pool house I feel like it just kept cutting back to the pool house like a lot of the episodes was in it but yeah so then Ryan announces yeah it was quite jumpy this one yeah Ryan announces it's going to visit Trey and Steph's like I'll drive and they head to the hospital I'm guessing and then we've got yeah not really much happens there and then Going back to Marissa with the DA, how much did you think that is Julie spiked the lemonade? Oh my god, right? I was like, what is? Don't drink the Kool-Aid, guys. Like, what is in that? We all know she's got a track record with thinking about it. I did like I quite like the fact that Summer and Marissa came down together yeah. and Marissa was like, Oh, but I want my friend to be here type thing. Cause I think you would do that if you were 16 yeah. in that situation. Definitely. And I thought she did look really I thought she looked really young and like really quite yeah. vulnerable. I don't know her seemed blonder, but I thought she looked yeah, just like a wee bit of a wee soul. Yeah, I guess as well. Like that must like if you if you if, if you ever had to give a statement to the police, it does get really tedious because you do have to just say the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, and I felt as well like you would not the way he speaks to her and he's like your statement lacks credibility and it's like you wouldn't say that to like a sixteen year old. Or at least you would have a lawyer there to be like, hold on, don't do that. Yeah, it seemed pretty bizarre. I did really enjoy it when um, Julie was like, go on inside, Summer, HBO On Demand. It has every series of Sex in the City. (laughs) And did you hear they're doing a um, limited series, HBO are doing a limited series, a new series of Sex in the City? No, I'm sure I heard something, but is it like... Without Samantha, is that right? Yeah, right. so Samantha doesn't want to do them at all. She's kind of like, that um, That character is kind of done. Like, I'm done with them, which is perfectly valuable. Like, yeah. if you played the same character for so long, you would just get to a point where you'd be like, nah, I'm kind of done with that story. Um, but yeah, apparently they're bringing it back for one one limited series only. Wow. I'm very excited. That'd make me feel pretty old. So it's like, if that's then and they're like, we've got all the seasons. It's like, when did Sex and the City I know, finish? it must be finished, right? Yeah. I love Sex and the City. I've mentioned it a lot. I love Sex and the City. It's great. It's one of my faves. Um, right, let's head to this hospital. This was a bit of a nothing scene, wasn't it? Like <laughs> The pinky twitch. <laughs> the, uh, like every person who's ever woken up from a coma starts with a pinky twitch. And then like the Frankenstein like, monster style-esque like, eyes totally like jaw open. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, that's that's how you wake up from a coma, right? Yeah. And there's never anyone in the room. No, never. Definitely never. I really liked when they went back to the, like, we kind of switched back to the house quite quickly. Yeah. The boys were playing computer games and Ryan doesn't want to play any computer games with violence. (laughs) So they're stuck playing this baseball computer game. Like, oh, yeah, sure. And I did find like Seth's failure to comprehend anything baseball related. I was like, I was just trying to be like, too much of a hipster back in or whatever you would want to call it those days or like an email like yeah I mean I don't understand it this won't catch on it's like oh I I actually like Seth's dialogue in this episode he like I was trying to write down some of like his little quips and things he was saying he has a lot of lines I feel they're really giving him a lot more to say this episode yeah a bit unnecessarily he doesn't do much in this episode 
yeah, I really felt jumping back when it was like the DA's questions that really didn't help there and he's been like yeah record it release it on itunes <laughs> it's just like yeah oh. trying to be like witty you're like mate this episode isn't about you like i'm sure you'll get something in the next one chill yeah. out yeah uh, right this charlotte bird oh, in rehab yeah she's clearly dodgy right yeah like this is you know that way as soon as i saw i just had this like sense of foreboding and i was like can't quite remember what happens here but it feels quite sinister and also do you not think she has like blonde julie vibes <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know who she actually reminded me of remember caleb's girlfriend that he brought back in like season yes, one yes Gigi was her, I what, can't I remember. Can't remember her name um she looks kind of like her yeah generic blonde lady yeah from newport beach but just there's something i don't know something very like creepy here yeah because sandy then turns up and like obviously kirsten goes over to give him a hug and she just like charlotte just stands and like stares at them like from a distance yeah it's so creepy it's so weird like in what world would kirsten not be like oh this is charlotte she's at rehab with me or like this is my husband like or if you were charlotte you would scarp her off you wouldn't just like stand and creepily stare from a bush yeah but also like what the fuck in what world would kirsten wear jeans that are that low That was the vibe. Do you not remember yeah. the super low cut? But like, get your abs out. Not like her. Like, I don't know. Stephen was like, when we were watching it, he was like, I mean, it looks like they've got her outfit mixed up with one of Marissa's outfits. Because it's like you would expect <laughs> like a mum to be wearing jeans that low, but each to their own. It is such a Marissa outfit. That is such a valid point. Especially like she's got this like purple purple halter neck on, and it is like it's such a Marissa yeah. outfit. What a valid point. Yeah. Anyway, um, she lies to Sandy, doesn't she? Yeah, I just felt so sorry for Sandy throughout this like full episode. Like he's trying to look after the kids, he's trying to sort out Ryan, he's trying to run the home, and who's looking after Sandy? Like, just... who is looking after Sandy? Yeah, he needs a spa day. He does. He, <laughs> he does. Get those eyebrows combed out. It'll be Aww. great. But yeah, he's like, oh, are you ready to come home? And she's very much like, no, need to see what the doctor says, you know, figure out what that looks like. When we've literally just been told the doctor is like, you're good, get out of here. But then Sandy seems to be lying to her about the fact, about Trey and about that whole situation. Because the phone goes clearly telling him that Trey's awake. And he's just like, oh no, everything's fine. But then I don't, I can't, because this is what I was saying as well. Again, not really up on the rules of rehab, but... Like, is she, she not allowed to know anything about the outside world? Or is she not? Because you'd think that naturally Sandy would maybe pass the phone to Kirsten for, um, for like, yeah. Seth to say hey. Because then you're like, well, surely if they're like, oh, yeah, you're good to go home. And then you go home and it's like, oh, well, by the way, Ryan might be going to jail and Trey's in a coma. Like, surely that's going to trigger her, you know, you'd think. Yeah. I mean, I can I can understand why Sandy wasn't, wasn't letting her know. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite a hard, hard pill to swallow. Okay. Marissa's looking out to sea as we see her all the time. At the beach hut. At the beach hut, our favourite favorite hangout spot. Ryan's told her about Trey and she weirdly is like, oh, I didn't know you were visiting him. I would have come with you. What? Why? What? Like, why would you want to go and visit somebody who tried to rape you, who tried to murder your boyfriend yeah. and who you shot? It was pretty bizarre and I just felt like her acting here... it was just like so lackluster it was like oh my god (laughs) like Trey's awake (laughs) it's like don't seem that 
but then maybe I was just distracted by the weird waistcoat with the huge flower in the middle of it I don't know oh my god I didn't even notice that (laughs) how could I miss that yeah sorry you're going to get a lot of like outfit commentary (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it it's good I do love the fact though that she was like she has this like weird faith that Trey's gonna fix it like and Ryan is just like "Mm, I don't think that's the case but okay Um, and they head off to the diner to meet Seth and Summer Yep, where everything's solved. I think sometimes, because you're watching it and you're a bit like, then you do forget they are kids, you know? Like, I think a lot of the time you just think of them as the age they were, like, in their 20s or whatever, when they're playing (laughs) these characters, and then they're like, yeah, they are supposed to be, like, 16, so. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, But yeah, Summer dishes out some real good life advice. She says, life is random, unfair, and ultimately meaningless there we go I was like what the <laughs> hell did I write there um life is random unfair and ultimately meaningless I thought you were waiting on me to fill it in I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no just can't write <laughs> clearly I've had a holiday and I can't write read my handwriting anymore but yeah she's like we can either accept um that we can't worry about what we can't control and just enjoy the time we have never truer words said summer never truer words said words of wisdom and i also like that like straight in season three episode one we get like the stepmother oh yeah analogy already. <laughs> she's like or i could just take a lot of painkillers <laughs> let's not do that one however tempting it may be so yeah this is our last chance to have some fun i mean is now really the time <laughs> yeah and it's like total first world problems isn't it like let's just go on a yacht and also the madness in this is like I'll need to check with my dad and then just cuts to them like on the yacht so like Jimmy's obviously been like on you go have some fun also who is driving the boat (laughs) who knows Seth's like he goes sailing now and again doesn't he so I'm sure he'd manage that he took up to (laughs) Portland versus that thing no no, that's like going from driving like one of those mini cars that toddlers have to driving a bloody yeah. Icelandic truck. Not an Icelandic truck. What's it called? An Arctic truck. Arctic truck. Yeah. <laughs> same thing, oh, really. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. <laughs> but this is nice, isn't it? They all go to this little alcove at the beach, the secret beach. Yeah. I know. I Like, where do they go? Because then later it cuts and it just looks at... Marissa's usual like beach hut but I guess there's more than one beach hut but, but see like that's the thing when they like rock up to like how did <laughs> I have questions how did they get from the boat to the beach without getting yep. wet there's no boat yeah I can see like a little <laughs> rowing boat to get from the boat then you're right <laughs> it cuts to like their usual beach hut I bet I have questions I have lots of yeah. questions and also maybe the most pressing question who packed the marshmallows? Because that's not what I packed for the beach. No, definitely not. And how did they get them without, like, if they had to, um, I have questions. I just, I don't understand. Yeah, it was pretty secluded. The waves were, like, crashing off the rocks. So it's not like there's, like, a jetty or, like, a pier around the corner. Right. Who knows? Mm. Anyway, um, right, the hospital. This looked like like this looked like something bad was going to happen like it looked like so typical of like I don't know like diagnosis murder like yeah. it was such a weird <laughs> setup like the hospital it's quiet a door goes then all of a sudden you just see these heels clip clopping oh god <laughs> excellent shoes by the way they're so good <laughs> 
And of course, it is Julie Cooper, Nickel, Nickel Cooper, whatever way around she goes. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> the Nickel Wing. You're <laughs> just like, this is wild. It's uh, the Nickel Wing of the hospital in which we're standing. All right, love. <gasps> oh, uh, but bizarre, she bizarre. lightly blackmails the nurse into letting her see Trey outside of visiting hours. Um, and then she walks in with a pillow threatening to smother yeah, him. Casually threatens to smother him. What an error. God. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she basically says, since you tried to rape my daughter, I'm going to blackmail you. She's on a roll. Season season three, episode one, Julie's going hard. Yeah. Um, so basically, he has to say that Ryan shot him. She'll give him 20K. <laughs> Those three words. Yeah. She'll give him 20K to get out of town. And everyone, that's the plan. The plan is set. I mean, what could go wrong? <laughs> really? <laughs> Oh, you've got to give it to Julie. Like when she's got an idea, she goes hard. Yeah, and obviously, her—I mean, her rationale is obviously so that we can be a family. Because I'm sure Melissa, Melissa's going to be like, "Brilliant, let's be a family, Mum. We've just sent my boyfriend to jail." Right? And what? Like, Julie is really smart. Like, she comes up with like—I mean, bad plans, but she comes up with some good yeah. plans. <laughs> like total like criminal mastermind. But like, at what point would she not think? oh, Marissa's going to be upset that her boyfriend's in jail. Surely it's worse for her daughter to be visiting her boyfriend in jail. I don't know. I don't understand. Who knows? Who knows? So Sandy has to break the news to Ryan that Trey has grasped him up and said that he shot him. Even though... Right, Trajan. Yeah. And like Sandy like really implicates that he's like, are you definitely telling me the truth? Which when a parent says, are you definitely telling me the truth? Is then basically saying, I think you might be lying. I don't believe you. Yeah. They'd feel bad for Ryan here. But he just gets regent all the time and becomes difficult to feel sorry for him. Yeah, very much so. Uh, Julie's ce- celebrating with a little mimosa. <laughs> And Jimmy smells a rat. Yeah. He knows what she's done. He's like, this is a little too convenient. Like, I get, Jimmy is just a voice of truth in this episode. He's very good. Yeah. Um, Although Julie's like, let's collect Caleb's will and go back to being a happy family. <laughs> just like, it's so like, I feel like from a scriptwriter's perspective, they are flip flopping on Julie's character so much. Like, yeah. season two, we got quite a lot of heart from Julie, quite a lot of understanding, quite a lot of like you know she's this way because of her like because of the way she's been brought up because of her experiences and then in this episode she's just back to being like the wicked witch for literally no reason yeah like last season she was trying to get ryan to get back with marissa because she didn't want her to be with dj yeah and now she's like yeah and alex yeah and then she's like now oh no actually you can just go to jail for something that you didn't do so that she can go to college it doesn't make any sense i don't i don't like it jane i don't like it one bit no no Um, uh, i have a really good continuity point for this next scene okay so summer and seth are standing in the kitchen looking out to the pool house Ryan is sad and thus has shut all the curtains shut all the blinds right marissa turns up they go over to the pool house to try and cheat him up, to make him feel better, to talk to him. They walk into the pool house and all the blinds are open. Blinds are open. What? Are you surprised? I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I felt this scene was all pretty weird as well because you've got sort of like Seth and Summer. Like, oh, Ryan, it's been all broody again. Like, 
and they've got almost like quite like comical music. Yeah, and they're making jokes about how they don't really know him. Ah, and then it's like, oh, let's let's all just run away together. So that's obviously like the best thing to do. I mean, they are sixteen. Like, part of yeah. me is like, yeah, maybe, sure. Mm. So yeah, we all go down together, which is stupid. Right, super quick flashback to rehab with this creepy, creepy Charlotte woman being super nice to Kirsten and Kirsten's biggest fear is that she's not ready. I feel this is very foreboding. Yes, definitely. That's exactly what I've got written down um, here. I don't know, she's just very, just really quite sinister. But I did like her Burberry shirt. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, a Burberry shirt is a bit of you. <laughs> um I don't know, I just got the feeling that, like, Charlotte wants a pal to sort of drag down yeah. and sees Kirsten doing well and can't really... Yeah, I just, I wish I could remember where this goes. But well, we'll... I'm guessing we'll, we'll find out. Together find out. <laughs> right, Sandy knows they've done a bunk. The police have turned up. We cut to Julie. Julie's worried. They're not there. Um, and then, obviously, they're at the boat. <laughs> And they're like, don't you think your dad will miss the boat? And then they're like, we're not going to wait forever. It's just until we can get Trey to change his story. Right. How how did you imagine that playing out? I just, weird. Anyway, the police turn up. Yeah. And take, take little Ryan back to jail. Yeah, I really felt for Sandy at this point again. Because I'm just like, oh, how much more can this guy deal with? <laughs> he's, he's having a tough episode. Yeah. I did like his little quip when he was like, for someone who's innocent, you've done a great job at looking guilty. Yeah, and like the jumpsuit still fits. It's <laughs> <is> funny, <laughs> despite the fact his world is crumbling around him. He's still funny yeah. as Sandy Cohen. Um, what a guy! What a guy! Um, and as always, he is like the pinnacle of hope and optimism. Being like, we're going to fight this. It's going to be okay. It's going to get better. And Ryan is just like, nah, that's not how it works for guys like me. Yeah, I think Ryan he needs to stop playing that card because he's like two seasons into having quite a decent life now so obviously you know it's and and when you think of his short lifespan like he's had a good couple of years he's had it and and he's got it's not like sandy's like yeah i'm not interested now he's got sandy standing fighting with him come on now yeah not stop with this doom and gloom ryan you've got some positives there you just got to look at the positives um i saw these candy striper outfits from the next scene and was just like oh more hijinks more fun and hijinks when actually something very serious is happening (laughs) Yep. Um, and then when Summer hits out with like, <laughs> I love helping sick people, but they make me, they kept making me sick. And then she's like, gunshot victim. She can't catch one of those. <laughs> I thought that was good. <laughs> oh God. Yes, it was very funny. Um, but yeah, so Marissa goes into Trey's room, clearly to try and talk to him and persuade him, <laughs> like persuade him round. I couldn't understand why Trey was smiling. Like when she came in and he was smiling. <laughs> I was like, that woman yeah. shot you. Why are you smirking? Yeah, well, he's like, you come to finish the job. And it's like, you tried to rape her and then she shot you. <laughs> because like, you what? were trying to kill her boyfriend, your brother. Like, guys, come on now. <sighs> but yeah, he turns around and he's like, oh, I'm trying to protect you. And he apologizes. And he's like, oh, I didn't know how to make it right. Um, and she offered me a way out. And she's like, who's she? Your mom. So oh, dramatic. <laughs> Real echoes of when she tried to pay DJ off and DJ told DJ Marissa. off, yeah. But yeah, obviously she's like, you can't make it right. There's only one thing to do. Obviously. And he does it. 
not before Sandy and Jimmy have this like weird passive aggressive conversation at the bar. Yeah. I feel like I mean, Sandy's eventually cracked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he also like Sandy talked in the previous series about how he missed Jimmy. He missed having his pal. And when Jimmy left, he was like gutted. So in one way he must be like super pumped to have his pal back. But then he sits down to try and like have a chat with him and then he's just like, You're an arsehole. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it must be difficult though when he sees like everything that Julie put him through and how vindictive that he was for yeah. him then just to actually sail back in and live in that mansion when Caleb's yeah. like barely cold in his grave. Yes. Um but yeah, like what is it, Jimmy? So yeah, they sit so they sit down and Sandy pulls him up and is like, you clearly knew what Julie was up to. And Jimmy tries to be like, oh, put yourself in my shoes. And that's when Sandy was like, your shoes sound great. Like, it's you're so right. It is like the straw that breaks the cam- the camel's back. And he's literally just like, your shoes? Yeah. I'd love to be in your shoes. <laughs> just like, yeah, is it? When you're watching, when he, I think he's like, who would sink that low? And you're just like, Julie, Julie. <laughs> like, there is only one person <laughs> that fits all the Of course, it's criteria. Julie. <laughs> um, and then he, like, he turns around and he's like, what are you even doing back in Newport? And I was like, Sandy. Yeah. It's like Come venomous, on. isn't it? Yeah. Um, but they're saved by the phone. The phone goes. Classic. And then it cuts to, we're back with Julie, who's ruined all the washing. She has shrunk her t-shirts. My dad used to shrink my jumpers all the time. Like, oh. to the extent it got, like, I'm now super OCD about, like, washing clothes. Because <laughs> I lost so many. Washing so temperatures. Many jumpers, yep. <laughs> Ali tries oh, to put man. stuff in the washing machine and I'm just like, no, 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 no. There's a special no. bag for, like, special <laughs> clothes that don't get washed with the other Oh, stuff. nice. <laughs> I can get on board with that. It's just, it's good to look after your clothes, guys. It's important. It really is. It is. But yeah, Marissa comes in all guns blazing, like, I know what you did. I know what you <laughs> And then she's like so smug about it. She's like, here's a copy of Trey's confession. The police have one too. So sassy. Oh, she is. And then you've got her like, stay out of my life. Mm. Um, but Julie no, seems that's not like, going to happen. Yeah, Julie seems like weirdly obsessed with like what people think. And like Marissa raises yeah. a really valid point. Because like, Julie says, you know how small this town is, word will get out. And Marissa's yeah. like, what? That I saved my boyfriend who was about to be murdered. Like, that surely that's okay. And all Julie is worried about is people think that she shot someone. Yeah, because she says it's like, and then she says, um, when there's a scandal, um, no one cares about the details. And I'm like, when there's a scandal, people generally like... That's all they care <laughs> about, all the, the details. details. Yeah. Tell me all the details. That's like the go-to line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Ryan's out. He's free, and then we very swiftly see him trying to go and see Trey before he leaves to the lovely background music of Block Party's "Blue Light." But I think it's a yes. remix. Yeah, I think it's a remix. But yeah, I thought that ending. You've just got them. Trey like almost it's like a little smile, yeah, and then a, a wave, nod. and. Yeah. And then just this staring, yeah, it's very, very somber, very sad. Yeah. But maybe they've got their like closure. Maybe. Did you see where the bus was going? 
Yes, he's going to meet Slavers or whatever. Jess Slavers. (laughs) (laughs) Jess Slavery Slavers um, in Las Vegas. That made me laugh quite a lot. I feel it was like a super somber moment and then I noticed that I laughed. (laughs) Vegas. Um, but I did like like uh, the shot that they went to afterwards, like Ryan standing in front of the Welcome to Newport sign and like Sandy giving him a wee hug. That was cute. Yeah. Remember hugs? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, I have gotten block capitals. Who is looking after Sandy? Who's, Question yeah. mark, exclamation mark, exclamation Who's mark. Who's hugging Sandy, huh? Who's giving him yeah. a shoulder to cry on? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, <laughs> cut to Kirsten looking at a Christmaca picture. Very relevant as we have just yeah. had Christmaca. <laughs> Do you know who actually slid into our DMs? So Tom was chatting, we were chatting to Tom on Instagram and one of our lovely listeners from America. I think he follows me. Has he got the dog? Yeah, he has an amazing, like, Julux dog. I think he followed, yeah. I think after the live stream, but yeah, sorry. He's so lovely. But his wife makes these amazing like Hanukkah Christmas baubles that are on wood and she like burns it into it. And it says... Oi to the world. I'm obsessed. It's so good. It's a little Hanukkah bobble to say oi to the world. Obsessed. Aww. Literally obsessed. That's mega cute. Super cute. Um, but yeah, Kirsten's busy looking at her oi to the world Christmaca picture. And creepy Charlotte is literally just like oh. creeping from behind the door. Yeah, there's definitely... I, again, I just wish I could remember. I'm going to find out where this is going to go. But yeah, very weird vibes. And they are not subtle in the slightest about that foreboding. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I feel like she should have like a little theme tune every time she appears. Yeah, like, like Jaws music. music. Oh my God, the Jaws music. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Burn burn that would be so good. <laughs> I love Jaws, one of my favourite films. Well, let's head over to Marissa like, at her lifeguard hut, looking out to sea once again. And Ryan's telling this story about when he was a kid, when him and Trey were kids. Yeah. It's, it's quite sad, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and he's like, it was me and Trey against the world. And Marissa's like, but you're not alone anymore. But yeah, it was... It's not the same, it's his brother. No. Um, however... So, remember when Trey was in prison mm-hmm. and Trey kind of dumped Ryan and was like, I'm no good for you. Yeah. Don't have anything to do with me. Why weren't these stories coming out then? Yeah, I don't... Maybe they hadn't realised, like, how mm. big a character he was going to be. <laughs> they hadn't thought that. Really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they realised they'd got through so much mental stuff that they had to bring in the brother from prison just to get to the end yeah. of season two. Just to keep it going. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was quite a solemn ending, quite a sad a sad yeah. ending. So I guess next time is school. I'm really hoping for the carnival. They do it at the start of every school season. Yeah, don't the kickback carnival, don't they? Yeah, get a little uh, reminiscence of the scene from the Notebook when they're in the what's oh that yeah, called? The... like a big wheel. Ferris yeah, Ferris wheel. wheel. Yeah, that's the one. I am honestly really struggling to think like what could happen next because for a while I was like oh well you know that's quite reasonable of what could happen but this seems like quite a that chapter has finished yeah it is a new chapter in a way yeah I've obviously I've seen it I've got an idea of what happens there are a couple of really good characters um, coming into it and just when you said that about the kickback carnival 
that makes me think that one of them's coming into it. Oh, a new um, character. That's soon. exciting. Yeah, and like quite a major one. Yeah, I'm interested to, interested to see what how the Charlotte and Kirsten stuff pans out yeah, and Kirsten getting home. I'm guessing, I'm guessing she must come home next episode. Right. Or, or she then must, I don't she know. She must if, come home soon. Like, they can't draw this out. Yeah, but then you, if they're going to keep Charlotte in it, and you kind of got the impression that she wasn't ready to leave yet. So I don't know unless Kirsten goes back and visits her. I don't know. Just speculating, but maybe. Um, I guess there's also the fact that Julie yeah. has no money. We kind of we skipped over that in the episode because it wasn't a big scene. But she went to the lawyer's office and basically Caleb's <laughs> will is all wrapped up on offshore accounts. Um, so yeah. yeah, she's she's got no money. When she was like asking him to, she's like two million, seven million, one blink. Is that yes. <laughs> Yes, precisely. Yeah. So, I mean, the world of possibility is very open at this precise moment in time. It is. It is. So how was that first episode? Made it through? I loved it. Going to come back for the second one? I'll definitely come back. Yeah, I'll give it it a few, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Just really want to know. No, it was a, a lot of fun. So are you going to sing the theme tune? I mean, you don't have to, but... No, no. No? <laughs> Not in the first one. <laughs> that is a firm no. Okay, sure. Um... I need to get used to the sound of my voice, Heather. Never mind the sound of my singing voice. <laughs> but I'll come, I'll definitely come into myself. <laughs> Place your bets now as to when Jane will start singing. I'm going to say episode three. Um, our listener of the week listener of the week why do I have to do it Um, maybe I'll just like edit (laughs) Kerry maybe I'll just edit Kerry and just like drop it (laughs) (laughs) our listener of the week is Tom Hopwood he got in touch over the holidays the 14th of December to be precise um, saying started your podcast two days ago and already through eight episodes that's what we like to hear wow um Great that you call out the bullshit from both male and female characters, um, Sandy Cohen for life, which... Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, he's uh, he's actually, I don't know where he'll be up to by now, but when we spoke last, he was working through episode 16, The Links. He could be on season two by nice. now, he could be caught up. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for getting in touch, Tom. Really appreciate it. Um let us know when you're caught up let me know when you hear this and then we can gauge how far behind you are based on that if you would like to get in touch you can follow us and chat to us on twitter and instagram at never seen the oc um, our dms are always open and jane will be here now to answer messages it's not always going to be yes. me which is great <laughs> um and oh you can also review us obviously still on apple podcasts um, and subscribe to us on the old spotify and whatnot tell a friend tell people who aren't your friends just tell people about us that'd be really great which i guess just leaves us to say see you next time bye (laughs) bye